Okay, you guys heard that, right? Yeah, sounds like it was coming from right behind you. Not funny. Guys, get it together. We're trying to do a podcast here. Hey, Boost. Welcome back to another episode of the Boo Busters podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing Lizzie Borden took an axe. Or did she? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I have been waiting so long to talk about Lizzie. I love her. So long. Brooke relates to her, I feel like. I feel like Brooke would have done this as a kid. No, I wouldn't have. Okay, first of all, let's just clear the air. Notice how she hasn't said no straight up, Bobby. (laughs) No, listen. Oh my gosh. I don't think Lizzie killed anybody. So with that said, with that said, I feel like kindred spirits with Lizzie. Like, I feel like we're like a little bit of twin flames up in here because... No, me and you are twin flames. Remember? Well, okay, me and you are twin flames, but me and Lizzie are kindred spirits. Um, <laughs> because I feel like I just relate to her, and I feel like she was an outcast, and I'm kind of an outcast. And yeah, yeah, she was, she was a little weird. I'm a little weird. You know, she loved dogs. You loved dogs. Love dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Am I Lizzie reincarnated? That's the title of this episode. <laughs> This is Brooke's case for why she and Lizzie reincarnated. (laughs) How's everybody's week's been? Surprisingly okay. Yeah, you pretty good. Pretty pretty good, yeah. I had a better week than I had the last time we recorded. Yeah, same. <laughs> I feel like my mental health is slowly oh, yeah. returning. I was gonna say I don't really remember what I've been doing, but I know what I've been doing. Mm. What you been that, doing, Boo? Well, I've been trying to draw all my April. Well, I planned out what I wanted to post for my April art stuff on the beginning of April, and I've been trying to get it all out of the way like quickly because I want to start working on stuff for May. Because for May, I want to post every day. Oh, nice! So I wanted to work on. No, well, yeah, on TikTok and on my art Instagram. Ooh. But, so I've been trying mm-hmm. to get that all out of the way so that I can work on the May stuff. Uh, um, Emmy, did you go on a little, little getaway? Oh, yeah, tell us about yeah. Washington. Yeah, I forgot all about that, Bobby. I think we talked about it in the last epi, but for last weekend, mom and I went to the Cherry Blossom Festival in Washington, D.C., and it was so pretty. It was so crowded and it was so cold, but we had so much fun. So we flew down Friday night on like a 10 p.m. flight, which was low-key a little like I had a panic attack on the flight. I'm not going to lie, but luckily the flight was only an hour long. And then we got there, we went to our hotel and went to bed, blah, 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 blah. The next morning we woke up early, we got ready, we went to the cherry blossoms and the monuments that day. And it started off super sunny, it was cold, it was probably like 45, 50. And then like the clouds rolled in right after we got all of our cherry blossom picks done. And we went in to go eat lunch at the Hard Rock Cafe and came out and it was pouring rain. And... And I guess in even some parts of the city, it was snowing a little, but thankfully it ended really quick. But we went to the Ford Museum next door to Hard Rock Cafe, which is where Abraham Lincoln was shot. And it was the coolest museum I think I've ever been into. And 
I had so much fun in there. And then after that, we went back to the hotel and mom and I both passed the fuck out for like three hours and woke up <laughs> at like 8 p.m. And went down to try and find dinner and we couldn't find dinner. So we got soft pretzels for dinner from the bar. Great dinner. And it was lovely. And then the next morning we woke up and we went and did all the Smithsonian museums, which was so much fun. But the Air and Space Museum, it closed the next day for renovations for six months. So like all of the exhibits were closed and it was busy as fuck. So like we literally didn't get to really do anything in there. Yeah. Um, but we got to do all the other fun museums and then we got to meet up with my uncle Danny and aunt Meg and got to, I got to meet, actually I've already met their kids. Yeah. So we hung out with them and their little girls who were were so freaking cute and we got dinner and then we went back to our hotel, watched TV and went to bed. Then the next morning we woke up and got on our flight and came home. It was so much fun. I am going to try and get a blog post up about it soon. Um, because I'm slacking on that, but I'm trying to get my life back together post breakup. Like I'm starting to feel a little bit like myself, like, and I feel like I've been saying that, but like more and more, like I'm not as slumpy depressed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just been doing me. Oh, and a couple of my tech talks have gone viral. Um, Yeah, that's cool. Don't know what or how I deserved that, but I is now known as blazer girl, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not known as Blazer Girl. Um, but yeah, good time had by all. Good. Can I be um, Blazer Girl's sidekick, Ghost Girl? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Wait, who's Bobby going to be? Uh, nobody. Oh, <laughs> I can't think of anything. And she's going to be Art Boy, and you can be, <laughs> you can be Photography Boy. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> How's your week, Mom? You've had a good week? Yeah, it's been a good week. Work was busy last week. This weekend, I had Easter pictures all day yesterday with yeah, a real bunny. The real fucking bunny. Was it she cute? Was little, she was a little bitch. Yeah. Did she bite? <laughs> yeah, and she scratched and she clawed my nipple. Oh, maybe it's a good thing we didn't go for that, Em, because I probably would have yeah. asked she, I thought bunnies were supposed to be nice. She yeah. was a lot. I have a picture of her. Hold on. Bunnies are scary, kind of now. <laughs> was she cute? Oh, she was so cute. I don't think she was like a bad girl. She was just yeah. really nervous. That's not She was. Oh, poor baby. She was probably like overstimulated. Yeah, so was I. Bobby's <laughs> <laughs> like relatable. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Me too, sis. <laughs> um then today i hung out with benji last night i picked up benji we hung out we played um one of our my our new board games we're trying to play a new board game every like week or so uh we played a game called horrified with all the classic universal monsters kind of thing yeah it's pretty cool you have to like lure them out of this village or kill them and stuff like that but it was really fun (laughs) like evil dies tonight uh yeah kind of but like less tommy doyle so brooke and i actually watched that the other day <laughs> did you yeah, we yeah. Did. my mom and i watched it the other day and she was the whole time we were like what the, time. <laughs> the whole time we were like why did we like this so much yeah. <laughs> we were like what's going on well you like the you like the last two minutes oh, i liked the fireman <laughs> yeah when you that- died <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh 
Oh, guys, I did do something else today. Oh, yes. I painted ceramics. Oh, yeah. Where was that? This, this place called Wicks from the Sticks. Um, it's a little it's a little shop that like does a bunch of local people stuff that, that they make DIYs and stuff and they do ceramic painting and DIY classes and Benji and I actually I painted a planner and he did like a unicorn kitty. Yeah. <laughs> and then we actually made a candle together. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it was a star and it smells like Fruit Loops. Oh, lovely. <laughs> it smells just like Fruit Loops. Moving along for our topic this week, it's not a very long one because I didn't want to take up like too much space before we get into Lizzie because that's going to be a lot. We have a little would you rather moment. Would you rather live in the mansion from The Haunting of Hill House, like the TV show, obviously not the movie, or the mansion from American Horror Stories Murder House? Oh, you're, you're fucked either way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Hill House. I was going to go with Hill House as well. I would say same because while Murder House does have some hot ass ghosts in there, looking at you, Tate Langdon. (laughs) (laughs) Hill House, it's a nicer house one. I feel like the ghosts there, yeah, they're going to fuck your shit up, but they're not going to fuck your shit up as much as the ghosts in Murder House are. True. I feel like the ghosts in Murder House are just flat out mean while the ghosts in Hill House are just like, they just want to be friends. <laughs> and I feel like in Murder House, they'll catch a staff infection. Oh, yeah, for sure. That house is <laughs> dirty. <laughs> dirty. Also, Hill House has like nice gardens and everything, and there's like nothing else around it. So it's kind of like a cottage in the woods, but it's a mansion. Oh. Murder House is like in a residential area in LA. Gross. <laughs> Gross, you go. <laughs> Not about it. All right. Are we ready to hop into this? Oh, yeah. Buckle up, booze. So, who was Miss Lizzie Borden? Lizzie Andrew Borden was born on July 19, 1860, to Andrew Jackson Borden and Sarah Anthony Borden. She had an older sister named Emma who was born in 1851. The family resided in Fall River, Massachusetts which Brooke and I learned is sketchy as fuck today. <laughs> Sarah unfortunately passed away in 1863 when Lizzie was just three years old. A few short years later, Andrew married Abby Durfee Gray. Lizzie and Emma did not have the best relationship with Abby, and Lizzie even believed that Abby only married Andrew for his money. Probably. Yeah, plausible. Yeah. Yeah. It is said that Emma and Lizzie had pretty religious upbringing, and Lizzie even was very involved with her church, even teaching Sunday school to immigrant children. How nice of her. What a nice girl. Although Andrew was a rich man at the time, he liked to live frugally, which was a point of tension within the family. Emma and Lizzie wanted to be able to show off their wealth. However, Andrew would not let them. Damn it, Andrew. Yeah. Sounds like he needs an axe to the head. (gasps) Bobby. Did I say it? I too did. Soon, too soon. Is that <laughs> what happens? Spoiler alert. <laughs> so getting into that fateful day, if you didn't know, the murders took place on August 4th, 1892. Present in the house on that day were Andrew, Abby, Emma, Lizzie, the maid Bridget Sullivan, and Emma and Lizzie's uncle, John Morris, who had come by the previous night and stayed in the guest room. 
Morris ended up leaving at 8.45 a.m., aiming to return to their house around noon. Andrew left for his morning walk sometime after 9 a.m. Abby went upstairs to tidy the guest room somewhere between 9 and 10.30 a.m. It is here where she would meet her dark end. Abby was said to have been facing her attacker at the time of her murder. She was first hit on the side of the head with a hatchet and then struck 17 more times on the back of the head, thus ending with a total of 18 strikes. Damn. Literally. So not the 40 or whatever, however, that the nursery rhyme says. 41. That's fucking left a bop. For 40. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew came home around 10.30 a.m. and laid down on the couch downstairs to take a nap. Bridget later testified that around 11.10 a.m. she heard Lizzie calling out to her exclaiming that her father had been murdered. Andrew was struck in the head with a hatchet 10 or 11 times. One of his eyes was split in two, and since he was still bleeding by the time the detectives got there, they had determined he had been killed quite recently. His estimated time of death was 11 a.m. After some time, Lizzie was arrested for the murders of her father and stepmother. Her story kept changing, which made her an easy target for the blame. I feel like... Well... A couple things. First of all, what was Bridget doing this whole time? Also, if you didn't know, I'm pretty sure they had like his skull on display at the bed and breakfast for a while. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Mm-hmm. And they had the original couch that he died on in there. I don't know if it's still there or not, but it yeah. was for a long time. Yeah. Interesting. Now, before we get into Lizzie being arrested and her trial, let's take a look at some other suspects because Lizzie did not do it. Wow. Okay. Didn't know we were getting into our opinions already. (laughs) We are. (laughs) At the time of the murders, the only other person inside the boarding home was Bridget, who was allegedly napping. Oh, that's what she was doing. She was taking a nap during the time that the murders took place. Her possible motive was retaliation after being told to clean the windows on an extremely hot day while she was recovering from an illness. That's suspicious. Why would that be this motive? Because she was pissed because you were told to clean fucking windows yeah on a hot day and she was sick (laughs) okay i don't believe it no i i don't think she did it but yeah i i don't know but that's really mad though right (sighs) wouldn't you you would know that in your head you would be sitting there like these fucking assholes (laughs) yeah but i'd probably do it because i'm a pushover i mean same (laughs) I'd be vomiting and wiping the window. (laughs) (laughs) Lizzie and Emma's uncle, John Morris, was a suspect for a period of time because the police thought that his alibi for the time of Abby's murder was almost too perfect. It should also be noted that John and Andrew had allegedly gotten into an argument about money not too long before the murders. So money was a point of tension with them, too. Emma was a suspect for a very short period of time, although her alibi was pretty solid. What's her alibi? Um, I don't remember what they said. Emma's alibi was... I think she was not there at the house. I don't think she... I think she was out of town, actually. Yeah, I don't think she was even there. Rumors swirled that Andrew had an illegitimate son named William who committed the murders. However, this was soon disproved. What a Loki love that. Yeah, that would have been the plot twist for like, me. <laughs> Roman who? <laughs> oh my god. There were other unnamed suspects as well, as Lizzie had stated that someone came in and murdered her father. Obviously, this could have been her covering up for her own actions, though. But mm-hmm. I don't think so. I do. 
Damn, I'm hating on Liz. <laughs> Coming at you with this like the banshee. Lizzie's gonna be in your dreams tonight. <laughs> Can't I hope be worse so. than who else is already in my dreams. Yikes. I mean, I think Patrick Wilson's gonna be in your dreams tonight. Thank you. <laughs> Due to the gruesome and violent nature of the crimes, the investigators initially believed that a man had committed them. Misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> however with little to no leads they soon turned their attention to lizzie as like we mentioned above she could not keep her story straight the evidence against her was circumstantial at best but her actions in the days prior day of and days after were pretty suspicious a few days prior lizzie had apparently tried to buy a poisonous substance that but was denied leading people to think that her initial plan w- were to poison andrew and abby During the murders, Lizzie seemed very nonchalant and was not acting as upset as you would think someone would if they had discovered members of their family were brutally murdered. I mean, we all deal with it in different ways. But No. Yeah. (laughs) A few days after a family friend found Lizzie burning one of her dresses, that's suspicious. And when questioned about it, Lizzie claimed she had gotten menstruation blood on it and it was ruined. That's honestly a very valid point because that very well could happen. (laughs) But like, you're already being looked at. Why would you do that kind of thing? I don't know. On August 8th, Lizzie attended a hearing where she again changed her story multiple times. This raised suspicions against her even more. And by the 11th, she had been arrested and put in jail. Lizzie's actual trial began in 1893, (laughs) although she never actually testified. The jury for Lizzie's trial was made up of men, because at this point in time, women were not allowed to be jurors. Fucking lame. Misogynist. (laughs) At some point during the trial, the skulls of Andrew and Abby were presented to Lizzie, which caused her to faint. (laughs) Same. Um, Okay. Did they, like, take it apart or, like, was it already decomposed? Like, I need to know. I don't know. This ended up working out in Lizzie's favor, though, because her lawyer made the point that whoever committed the murders must have been covered in blood, which Lizzie had not been. I mean, that's also a very fair point. Unless she, like, quickly showered after, but the time window between that was not very <laughs> On June 19th, 1893, Lizzie was found not guilty and released. <laughs> After Lizzie was released and she inherited her father's estate along with Emma, they moved to a more affluent part of Fall River where they had been wanting to move for quite some time. Lizzie was able to live out the rest of her days in relative peace until she died from pneumonia on June 1st, 1927. And I think it was like, I don't remember how many years it was, but the last few years that Emma or Lizzie and Emma were both alive. They didn't communicate with each other because they had gotten to a fight over something. I don't remember what. It was over money. Yeah. But they. And they didn't, they didn't talk. Like Emma moved and became a nurse. I'm pretty sure somewhere yeah. in New England and like got married and had kids. And Lizzie just lived alone in that. Lizzie was like a philanthropist kind of. She donated a lot of money to shelters for animals. Yeah. But um, what is the place of her house called that she moved to? The Maple something. I the Maple, Maple Croft. Croft, yeah. So she moved to Maple Croft and that's where she died. Yeah. Um, but they are buried like right next to each other, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
So to get into the haunting of the bed and breakfast, which also apparently Mabel Croft just haunted, but not as nearly as bad. Um, So the house has been used as a bed and breakfast since 1996 by Martha McGinn, who had inherited the house from her grandparents. They had purchased it in 1948. Of course, with such a gruesome and unsolved double homicide, damn, double homicide, um, (laughs) having taken place there, the house has had its fair share of alleged haunted rumors. Claims include lights turning on and off at a random time, doors opening and closing by themselves, phantom footsteps, Shadow people and full body apparitions are sometimes seen. Supposedly, one of the apparitions looks like Lizzie herself. Disembodied voices, feelings of unease. And lastly, some people even report something touch or brush up against them. Ooh. We should also note that Miss um, Martha McGinn does not own the house anymore. Oh, she doesn't? I don't know who. Well, because that guy recently bought it. I don't know what his name is, but he recently rebought it and is like revamping the whole house, I guess. Ooh. But didn't the new owner like do something bad? Yeah, he's like apparently really shady and I guess he's trying to like commercialize the house and make it more of like a like a tourist trap kind of thing oh. instead of like preserving the history of it and that stuff. Lizzie and the potential haunting of the boarding house have been immortalized in several areas of film, music, and television throughout the years. Most notably, the children's rhyme, Lizzie Borden took an ax and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. It was popularized at some point, although it was it is unclear as to when and who came up with it. It's I thought that- it was the little kids in town. It probably was, but it's not like exactly pinpointed as to who. Oh, okay. Makes sense. It obviously greatly over-exaggerated the amount of strikes that were dealt to Andrew and Abby, though, like we talked about before. I love that. It's such a bop. Someone should turn that into, like, a rap. Someone should turn that into, like, a... Give it to you, Bobby. You do, yeah, you do it, Bobby. Yeah. Now, when I come visit you in a couple weeks. Yeah. We're going to do it for our TikToks. Which, people, will you watch our TikToks? Because they're funny. Yeah, they're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> in 1993, Lizzie made an appearance in an episode of The Simpsons. Get a queen. Lizzie herself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's okay. <laughs> okay, guys. A 2005 episode of Ghost Hunters where the Tats team did an investigation of the house. While there, two of the investigators heard loud banging noises, which they debunked as being the air conditioner. They also debunked claims that one of the tour guides had of seeing a human indentation in one of the mattresses. They deduced this as the mattress just naturally sagging over time. Jason and Grant conclude that whatever is happening at the house could be something paranormal, but that there was more likely than not a more logical explanation for whatever is going on, and that it doesn't necessarily mean that just because a brutal murder took place there that it makes the place haunted. Wow. All right. Now, on the other side of the box, we have the Ghost Adventures team who visited the house in 2011. While there, they, of course, experienced numerous things, including cold spots, residual noises, several different EVPs and voices coming through the spirit box, and even some of which mentioned the Bordens by name. They saw a dresser drawer open by itself. During a seance they conducted, the woman leading said she felt a sexual presence entering them, to which then both Zach and Nick also felt the presence. And for some reason, Zach ended up holding a hatchet in his hand at one point. Just randomly, by the way. <laughs> like, no reason for it. I have no comment. <laughs> like, all right, Zach. 
We should start a counter of how many times Zach gets possessed. <laughs> we really should. Our queen, Christina Ricci, portrayed Lizzie in Lifetime's 2014 film, Lizzie Borden Took an Axe, and then again in 2015's The Lizzie Borden Chronicles, which was a limited time series. Both I of which them. are very good. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. They're so good. I like the series more than the movie, but yeah, it's yeah, like, watch them both. Like, good job, Lifetime. I don't know what they're on, but they were on Netflix at one point. Yeah, they were on Netflix last time I knew. Also in 2015, there was an episode of Supernatural titled Thin Lizzie, where the ghost of Lizzie Borden is suspected to be responsible for more axe killings in the Borden house. That was a scary episode. That's a great episode. (laughs) Amy and Adam from Kindred Spirits visited the house in 2017. They go in with the intention of helping a tour guide who believes that her grandparents are haunting the house in an effort to warn her about an upcoming tragedy, although they do also obviously explore the lore behind the Bordens as well. While there, they experience capturing anomalies on their cameras, feel something in the rooms with them, capture EVPs, and Adam even claims that they 100% captured the ghost of Lizzie. Lastly, Chloe Savini portrayed Lizzie in the 2018 film titled Lizzie. Did you watch that? I feel like I might have. I did. Because Kristen Stewart's in it too. Oh, yeah. And then it portrays Bridget and Lizzie as lesbians. Oh, yeah. yeah, I watched that. Oh, wait, I think I'd watch that. It was hot. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Okay. All right, Bob. Okay. And now time for a Boo Crew moment. The ticket pays for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. I have this short little article for my Boo Crew moment. Yes, King. It's about the Hoyabashu Forest in Romania. I actually have that on our list to potentially talk about someday. Oh, do you? Should I not do it then? No, you can no, do, do it. it. Oh, okay. We'll go more in depth when we do it. Okay. So the Hoyabashu Forest is often referred to as the Bermuda Triangle of Transylvania, as it is said to be inhabited by the devil in person, by ghosts, and perhaps even aliens. The forest gained notoriety around the 1960s when biologist Alexandru Sift photographed a flying object in the sky above the forest. After this incident, other inexplicable events soon followed, including the disappearance of a shepherd and his 200 sheep, which were never found again. That's a lot of fucking sheep. That's a lot. Yeah. And like you think you'd see something. Yeah. And then the disappearance of a five-year-old girl who later reappeared five years later wearing the same clothes and without having aged even one day. That's scary. There have also been many firsthand reports from people who have entered the forest only to come out with burns, severe rashes, headaches, and high fever, which they did not have before. Some studies have revealed higher than usual radioactivity produced by natural uranium present in the subsoil. Interesting. Yeah. And then I have the pictures that Alexandru Sift took right here. Oh, dang. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. If yeah. anyone do that, probably won't be this year. Yeah, but there's a lot, a lot. On yeah, we'll go in a lot yeah. more detail. Yeah, but yeah, it's cool. That was an interesting one, Bob. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Thanks. For final thoughts on my girl Liz, are we doing final thoughts on if she did it and if it's haunted? Yes. Okay. So first, do you think that Lizzie is guilty? And if you do not. So probably only me. Who do you think 
out of the other potential suspects was the one who actually did it. I think Lizzie did it. Okay. What do you think, Bob? I think John Morse did it. Okay. I was going to really? say. Really? Yeah, I, I do. Did it. I just get you this know? feeling every time I like look at his name you know? where I'm like, something yeah. doesn't sit right with this guy. Oh, also, should we talk about our almost visit to Lizzie's? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you guys didn't. Yeah, I forgot. We can add that in here too. But um, I watched this girl on TikTok. I came across her TikTok like a couple months ago. I think she's spooky New England. Her name is Amanda. But um, she has a lot of really good stuff on Lizzie and other haunted stuff. She, really, she went to the Conjuring house too at one point. But um, she also thinks that John Morse did it. And I did too before I've seen any of her stuff. But that really solidified like my thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just very suspicious looking. And the police did think that before, like, I know this is sexist and everything, but they did think that a man would have been the only one capable of doing that because honestly, the way that you would have had to swing that ax Mm -hmm. and strike a person like that so many times. Not that a person in rage. Yeah. Taking over someone, not saying that Lizzie could not have done it. Because she totally could have. Yeah, she totally could have. And um, not to mention also- We support women wanting to ask their parents. Like if you yeah, want- totally. <laughs> women can do it too. Lizzie and Andrew, like they got along fairly well. Like, yeah, she was mad that he, he didn't let them spend their money or whatever, but they didn't like hate each other. Yeah. She only didn't like Abby because she thought that Abby was using him. Mm-hmm. But what if in like a fit of rage, she killed Abby and then was like, you know what? Fuck him. <laughs> I want his inheritance. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, who put, who portrayed Lizzie in the Lifetime show and movie? Christina Ricci. Okay, I was gonna call her Reese's, but we've <laughs> done that already. On that. Yeah. Okay, the only reason I thought Lizzie did it was was Christina Christina Ricci. Stinky, whatever her name is, it, uh, portrayed her so well, and I was like yeah. fully convinced. Fully but convinced. I feel like, okay, you could also bring up the point too that she kept changing her story. But honestly, if you were being pressured by the police and you were like traumatized from seeing your parents dead, I feel like I would also be changing my story because I have hashtag anxiety and I wouldn't be able to keep like my shit straight. (laughs) Not bringing up bad things, but speaking from experience. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like you'll say stuff and like I just remember an incident where my mind was going a thousand miles when I, I didn't murder anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was a lot. There was a lot coming at you, and then like you think after like, oh shit, like yeah, like you're like, oh, I forgot to say this. Oh, I added this to the story. They're gonna think I'm lying. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Poorly. Liz, she you. was lying. Emily, you're just a hater. Gosh. <laughs> okay, so do you think that the bed and breakfast is haunted? it could be yeah that was a brutal murder that happened there yeah i agree i think that if it is it's not anything that's gonna hurt you though yeah mm-hmm. not i don't I think, think it's so. as haunted as it is now because the people that own it now suck yeah yeah all right so bob and i i don't remember i think it was what year was it it was a couple so of years it's like 2017 yes we had purchased um tickets or whatever Mm. We, we were going to stay at the house for a night or two and have a good time and do the tour and do an investigation. I don't remember which room we were going to stay in. I think we were upstairs in the attic room. Mm. But, um, 
Oh, we had like actually purchased tickets and everything and we're on our way there. <laughs> and like you guys got a good room too. Like, yeah, we got one of the good rooms. And we were on our way there. We were like an hour out and Bobby's car like fucking broke down on the side of the road. I still think it was a sign. You know, I think it was too because the night before, I don't remember if I told you. I think I told you this, Bob, but I don't remember if I told Emily this. But I had a dream that we were... I was in my room sleeping and I was like sleeping in the dream. And I had a dream that I woke up, a dream within the dream that I woke up and Lizzie was standing over me and she was just staring at me. Like she wasn't doing anything. She was just standing there staring at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, do you remember we were looking up the crime rate yeah. in the area and it's like the highest in Massachusetts? <laughs> yeah. So I took that dream as Lizzie being like, sis, you don't want to come here. This shit's, shit's whack. <laughs> I would still love to go. Yeah. I really would. I wish that we had got to go before this guy took it over. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brooke and I were in Plymouth in 2020, summer 2020. Oh, yeah. And when we were done doing we're our adventure go. there, we were like, oh, let's go to the Lizzie Borden house because it was open and stuff. And we weren't going to make it there in time. Like, yeah, they closed at like five and it was like three o'clock and like, it was a 30 minute drive from where we were. And we were like, eh, we, were also, <laughs> we were having a rough day that trip too. Cause you ran a red light. <laughs> I ran two red lights, like not yellow, like straight up red. <laughs> Been there, done that. Right, Brooke? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I can teach you how to drive. It runs a stop sign. <laughs> but no, we were, okay. So we were on the side of the fucking road and I think we called who did we call? I think I don't remember we, who we called. Jeff. But we were calling people and we were like, can you please come get us? And they were like, no, you guys are adults. You figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Heather and Jeff. That was 100% Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, okay, so we need to find a freaking tow truck to come get us or something. So we went to the sketchiest fucking. <laughs> garage it was like a wrong turn garage and we were like we don't know what's wrong with the car but it like won't start it broke down (laughs) like we had just made it to that garage just barely on like fumes and they came out and they were like looking at it and asking us all these questions and they're (laughs) what they were doing but we were like you know what we're just gonna leave (laughs) we're just like i don't know it's a fucking car (laughs) tell me we're like, we're just going to leave. So we drove like the hour home and like literally on fumes. Bob's car was smoking. <laughs> Not in a good way. No. <laughs> and then we got back to my house and Bobby still had to drive the fucking two and a half hours back to his house. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> mom and dad like follow behind you because they were going up yeah. there. <laughs> yep. I think they were going up there for, to see me. Cause I was yeah, in school. You were in school. Yeah. Oh man, good times, good times. <laughs> I'm actually pretty sure that was might have been like the weekend of my surgery or one yeah. of my surgeries. It probably was. But you know, the vibes on the way there, immaculate. The vibes on the way back, we were both silent crying. <laughs> we got those tickets like a year in advance, too. Yeah, we did. And then they were like, you know, you guys can come back free of charge. And we never did. <laughs> yeah, they let- Brooke called and told them what happened and they were like, oh, honey, that's, that's fine. We'll put your tickets on another date. Just tell us when. And she never told them. We never told them because we never could like pick another date. (laughs) Oh man. Gosh. And now she's not the owner. Nope. Not anymore. Now it's the sketch guy. Watch him listen to this and roast us. You know what? (laughs) 
Do it, pal. I'll roast you right back. I you wonder give us some tickets she, and we'll come roast you in person. I'm here I wonder if roast. she um, regrets selling it. I don't know. Maybe. I wonder why she did. I think it became too much for her. Yeah. She was probably older. Yeah. Girl, you should have vetted your, your fucking buyers better. Yeah, that TikTok drives me nuts. <laughs> Where I'm like, shut up. <laughs> oh, man. What TikTok? Uh, her the girl that like runs that bed and the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast. Oh, TikTok. yeah. I hope Lizzie comes and actually axes you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I saw um, people saying and that Amanda's Spooky New England girls TikTok TikTok comments that they were like visited the house and that they heard the tour guides saying that now when they do the tours that the owner wants them to like make like they have a sound system in the basement or something and they want them to like make spooky noises to scare people I was like that's so shitty I would be so pissed if I paid for that and went there and like some fake shit was happening yeah no same because you know that he's still like charming and like an excessively oh absolutely stupid amount of money to go there yeah but anyways, if you have visited the Lizzie Borden house, whether it's been recently or in the past when it was owned by our other pal there, <laughs> let us know because we want to know. I know Kim and Preston have gone and they've talked to us a little bit about it. But yeah. Yeah. I love the Lizzie Borden story. Me too. It's honestly really fun. And that's probably like the oldest story I remember. Yeah. Hearing. It's probably one of my like top five favorite places or favorite stories. What are your thoughts on today's topic? Did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you. So please DM us. Don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at boo.busters.podcast. Also leave us a review on Apple podcasts. While you're at it, tell a friend, tell them to hop on the boo crew train. Choo choo. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Peace out.